welcome to the Eric in the Morning podcast on 101.9 The Mix Chicago. All right, take it away, Eric. ComEd will never come to your home or business to ask for your account information or demand immediate payment, but scammers will. If you think you've been the victim of an energy scam, please visit ComEd.com slash scam alert. Uh, from Christina. Okay. She says, uh, hey, Eric, I was wondering, why do cars have a warning light that comes on and says low temperature outside? And furthermore, why does it come on a mile or so after you've started driving? It is so irritating. <laughs> Obviously, if I've gotten in, started the car, and begun driving, I know it's cold outside already. Yeah. Why does it do this? Does this bother anyone else? Thanks, Christina, 530 Club listener. I have a theory. I get the little snowflake. Okay. That's what I get for my cold warning. I get the, and it is at 37 degrees when this happens. Look at that, whip. Uh, I get your, the. Your automotive expert. Yeah. Well, I, and this is, my last two cars have both been 37 degrees. So mm-hmm. the last car, it used to go like ding, ding, ding. Like, I'm like, what's wrong? And it's like, oh, it's 37. And this one just says the statement, possible ice on road. Right. So I feel like that's the reason. That must be some cutoff temperature. I think you're exactly right. That's where, where road about conditions that. can begin to change. Yeah. Mm. Or something like that. Do you have that in your car, Violetta? Um, if I do, I've never noticed it. Uh, you'd, no, you'd notice, I think. Yeah, so I must no, I'm not, not have... so sure. <laughs> no? <laughs> I'm, not so, I'm not so sure. You know how you can change, like, trip A and trip B? Yeah. Mm, so I click that button sometimes where it just changes, like, screens for some reason. Uh-huh. And I try to read that and understand what it's telling me. Right. Um, But I don't really know, and I don't know how many miles I've driven. Um, But... What does this have to do with the current time? Well, because I think, I think that that signal would be in that same box where ah. I change those little screens. Oh. Um, you sure you don't have a little snowflake on there somewhere? No. A little nothing? Nothing I on the Honda? Noticed, no. I would have sure? noticed a snowflake for sure. Uh, yeah, I believe it is the change in driving conditions. But if there is somebody that uh, has any more insight into that, we lost Tony, but we have Antonio. So it could be the same person. True. Oh, no. uh, hi, Antonio. <laughs> Hey, what's up, man? How are you? Uh, uh, great. Uh, was Whip correct on his little snowflake low weather or cold temperature warning? Uh, he wasn't too far off. It actually has a lot to do with your tires. Uh, most cars come with, uh, like, all-season or summer tires. Right. And when it gets when it gets below freezing temperatures, they get too hard, right. and then they don't really do their job as far as traction and stopping power. Uh, so. Warning you about uh, you got to warm your tires up a little bit. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, drive a little more careful. Yeah. You know, I was driving the other uh, day, Antonio, and I got the low uh, tire warning because of the, uh, the, probably the cold weather, right? So I stopped yep, by my it. neighborhood uh, uh, automotive place. There are nice people. I pull right in. They're like, yeah, we'll just put some air in it. You'll be fine. So I pull in and put air in it. They're like, all right, we'll see you later. No charge. Uh, then two days later, it pops up again. I go back in. I go, something must be up. And they're like, ah, huge nail in there. Oh, oh yeah. Well, yeah. we neglected to notice that. Yeah, that's probably uh, I-88 for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. Antonio knows yeah, the stuff yeah. here. That's where they keep all the nails. It's, especially yeah. if you ride the shoulder. <laughs> Thank you, Antonio. Sometimes you got to grease a guy. Get things done. Just like Steve bought his treadmill on eBay. Guys who delivered it, and he's like, I need this taken upstairs. Like, yeah, can't do it. Mm-mm. Except for the right price, I could. Hmm. <laughs> That's the Chicago way. Yeah. Totally. Uh, Whip, maybe uh, Rich can help you. He can teach you how to grease a tow truck guy. Rich? Yeah, 68 Shelby Mustang getting fixed up, but sitting in the driveway. Anyhow, somebody must have called the cops. Tow truck driver comes by. Yeah, I got to tow this car. I got a special on it. 50 bucks. Drive it around the block. Drive around the block. It'll be in the garage by the time you come back. <laughs> no, man, I got a special. $100. 
guess what? He drove around the block. You'd be amazed how fast you could clean out the garage and push a car. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. I like it. That's great. Greasing guys. Hey there, Mark. How you doing? Uh, Good. Home of bribes, Las Vegas. Whenever I check in, I always give them a $20 bribe, and I usually get an upgraded suite and a good view of the strip. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good thing to know. Can't beat that. Yeah, I tried that once, Mark. It didn't get me anywhere. I must have handled it wrong. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know what I did wrong. I, I picked the wrong person to bribe. Oh, yeah. The wrong person to grease. You got to feel them out. Oh, I don't know about this one. Brian. Hey, um, I do uh, grease the crane operator on a job to use this crane. Oh. And it only cost me a cool $3,500. Ah. Oh, I've heard of that. $3,500 to use a guy's crane? Because you got to pay him. You got to pay the... Um, yeah. The iron workers, uh, who are the worst people to deal with, oh, and the general, that, and the yeah. laborers, yeah. and yeah. whole shakedown. Really expensive. It is the whole Chicago shakedown. What would it be if you didn't grease them? Uh, probably about 15000 Okay. Go, well, that's wow. a deal, then. Yeah, he's working bargains. Yeah. Uh, the unexpected place to uh, grease a guy at number three, Rick. Yeah, so uh, we all got daughters, except for Violetta, and it was my kid's birthday, and we had ten people. We went to Chuck E. Cheese, and there was like an hour and a half list. Uh, on that line, I dropped her a 50. A minute later, we get a phone call. Your party is ready. Nice. You should see the look of disgust on Whip's face. Oh, no. I, oh, I, hey, you know, I, I, I don't doubt that would work. A 50. I think you could have gotten it for 20. Yeah. yeah. Right to the front of the line. My dad would have done the same look thing. Look at that. Look at that. At uh, number two, greased a guy. You got greased, Renee. Yep. I greased my son $5 so I could pop the hugest zit on his back. Ew. Oh, God. I, felt, I felt that pop. Oh. oh, God. And finally, in at number one, when it's time to grease a guy, Barbara. Well, how about going out on a date with a police officer to get out of a speeding ticket? Ah, there it is. Got to do it, honey. It so- worked. <laughs> So uh, he pulls you over. He's giving you a speeding ticket. He says, "Ah, oh, you know, we should uh, we should go grab drinks sometimes. Was uh, sometime was it like that?" Yeah, and it worked. Huh? Hello, dog. <laughs> yeah, I love saved it. My, saved myself a ticket. <laughs> I bet it did. And you got dinner. Uh, was it just one date, or did you date the uh, cop multiple times? Uh, just one date. Yeah, that's oh, the man. Chicago way, right. right there. All right, let's find out what's trending on Twitter. Top three things at the social media desk is Violetta at number three. Celebrities have taken the Elf on the Shelf rhyme to a whole new level by rhyming their names with other celebrities and then putting a miniature version of those celebrities on their shoulder in a picture. Uh, Some examples like Grease on Reese, so the Grease dancing on Reese Witherspoon, Hanks on Banks, and then my favorite, which was Penn on Jen, uh, Sean Penn on Jennifer Gardner's shoulder. It's like, this is funny. Everybody's doing it. Is, uh, Is the Elf showing up on the shelf in your house, Whip? Oh, yeah, she's there. Really? Cutie the Elf, yeah. Cutie. Cutie. Yeah, she wears uh, giant headphones. Oh, wow. (laughs) I'm not even sure how she got those, but she's got them. That's great. Yeah. Uh, And uh, she moves around while you sleep. Yeah, that's true. It's crazy. Yeah. All right, trending on Twitter number two. Floyd Mayweather announced that he's going to be fighting 
against YouTuber Logan Paul. He's um, the only guy I know that can run out of $100 million that quickly and have to fight <laughs> right, again. Right, that's true. Yeah. Logan Paul, by the way, doesn't he get arrested on a semi-regular basis, too? I think he does. He likes to stir up trouble. He's officially fought a vlogger and a rapper before. Uh, Mayweather, you know, is undefeated in his career with a record of 50-0. and 0. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are excited and looking forward to this ridiculous fight and asking why. And like you already mentioned, Eric, it's the money. Right. So a lot of money for getting punched in the head. <laughs> and trending on Twitter, number one. Hashtag Halsey is trending as fans are reacting to the news that Halsey, Steve Okia, and Love are going to be joining BTS on their big hit entertainment oh, artist oh. on their New Year's Eve concert. I so everybody's looking forward. Whip loves a BTS on New Year's Eve. Was that Steve Aoki? Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that what, not what I said? I think he said Okia, which reminded me of Ikea, but <laughs> which, I wasn't sure if it was all, stop selling or stop printing its catalog. That's see that? true. That's right. I did see that. All sorts of stuff breaking. That's right. And where did Amber go? I think it was Amber. I really wanted to hear about Luke. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Yeah, call yeah. back. 312-233-1019. Anybody listening who has a name in your relationship that's just going to cause a fight. Uh, On Overheard in Chicago, they posted somewhere out there, your name comes up when couples argue. Okay. Uh, hi there, Ashley. Hi. The name in your relationship that's just going to cause a fight. Kimmy. Kimmy. Uh, uh, Kimmy. Kimmy, yeah. You know what, actually? I feel that one, girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kimmy. Uh. Kimmy, what happened there? Um, long story short, it's my husband's aunt uh, through marriage. It's her sister. And before I came around, uh, she supposedly always had a thing for my husband. Mm. And he mm. told me that way in the beginning, but supposedly nothing ever came of it. Right, but right. She is always creeping on his social media. (laughs) And she's like 50 years old, 49, Uh, something like that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Nothing but fights when Kimmy's name comes up. Oh, yeah. Eye rolls and fights. Mm -hmm. The name that's guaranteed to cause a disagreement in your relationship, Beth. Um, Alexis. Alexis. All right. What happened with her? Alexis. She met my fiance on Tinder, and I met my fiance on Tinder on the same time. Uh, and they uh, hung out after we started, and they had slept together. And they hung out uh, after we started to date, and I kind of just never got to meet her. And it got to be really weird, really fast. Right, and right. Um, I never fully was comfortable with them being friends. And he just kind of was like, "Well, I don't have feelings for her," but I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> Doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. Isn't it interesting uh, when you're you having fights that that sound effect so, of the voice always yeah. coming? Oh, it doesn't always. mean anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alexis. Yeah, yeah. Tinder. Nothing but trouble there on Tinder. You meet people on Tinder, bad things are going to happen. All right. The most swipe man on Tinder has offered his key piece of advice for using the dating app, which he credits for helping him make a record-breaking fourteen thousand six hundred matches. Wow. Oh my God, is that a lot? That's 14,000? 14,600 people want a piece of that. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. I just, uh, yeah. Listen to this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Model and pilot Stefan Pierre. Ooh. Right. Oh, Is God, he I already real? hate him. Is he real? I already hate him. Yeah. Stefan Pierre. What do you do, Stefan? Well, I'm a model and a pilot. <laughs> you cannot be both. <laughs> you pick gotta one. pick one, Stefan. <laughs> creeping me out. <laughs>
<laughs> Model and pilot Stefan Pierre. And how many of you are Googling him right now? I know. Just Violetta is. Look at her. <laughs> yeah. She couldn't get to her keyboard quickly enough. Oh He's got God. a nice tongue. Mm-hmm. What? Nice he sticks his tongue, tongue out in the picture. Well, maybe that's the key. Oh. Stick around for this. Oh, Model Lord. and pilot Stefan Pierre earned the title of Mr. Tinder. I think you get a trophy for that. Yeah. It, in 2019, after the app released data revealing his incredible number of matches in just two years, now he's heading to Australia telling Perth now that he's hoping to meet up with Suicide Squad actress Margot Robbie. So he's just going to Australia <laughs> going, Margot Robbie probably wants wow. me. Setting his sights pretty high. Margot Robbie, I think, is my ideal woman. And on a scale of 1 to 10, I definitely give her a 1. He can't even figure out the scale of 1 to 10. Oh, he's, right. he's all backwards. He's giving her the number one position. Don't don't hate on him, uh, Eric. He's a disaster. Maybe it's in Celsius or something. Well, he's also had interest from UK celebs, including Katie Price and a couple of Love Islanders. Mm-hmm. I don't think they put bad-looking people on Love Island. I'll just say that. Is that Here's, the one where they're naked? I think, they're well, naked or at least nearly. Pierre's number one piece of dating advice is not based on looks. Yeah, right. <laughs> Tomlin says it's definitely important to have a bit of character on your bio. Hence the sticking out of the tongue, maybe. Oh, wow. There's Playful. no point in just being good looking in photos if you're bland to talk to. I always look for personality, someone who can have a laugh. <laughs> There's no way that creep is uh, going through trying to find, I got to find a good personality picture. No, no way. Of course. No way. It's got to say something, no, you know, not. it's got to move you in a certain direction. So that's it. Find some kind of personality. Stick your tongue out. That's what you're looking for, ladies. A guy who sticks his tongue out in his profile picture. <laughs> I asked that because I also saw this on our friends overheard in Chicago. What'd they say? Someone posted, what are you looking for in a man? Dot, dot, dot. And the response was, someone who isn't also dating nine other people. <laughs> so that would be this guy right there. Yeah. But I'm interested in the phrase, what are you looking for in a man? But I'd like to add something to that. Okay. What are you looking for in a man that's hard to find? Because oh. in the past, when we've asked a question like this, it's always a man, uh, someone with a job, a man who doesn't live at home with his mother. Those are pretty cliche standard things, right? right. Everyone would want that. What would you throw on that list that we might not or maybe we haven't heard before? What are you looking for in a man that's hard to find? Beyond, he's got to have a job and not live with his mother. Like, right. um... What other piece... Take a second and think about it. Mm-hmm. What other piece is important that you're looking for in a man that you find is is difficult to find a man who has? Sure. What would that be? 312-233-1019. You see, this is maybe part of the problem. You haven't really taken the time to think about what you're looking for in a man mm-hmm. that's generally hard to find. Maybe if you identify specifically what you're looking for, that's when you find it. Like this creepy Tinder guy. Okay. (laughs) What's his name again? Um, Stefan Pierre. Stefan. I couldn't remember if it was Pierre Stefan or Stefan Pierre. Of course, Violetta's got it all (laughs) Sorry, I'm on his site. She's already got a date with him on Friday. Yeah. What are you looking for in a man that's generally hard to find, Amy? Gentlemanliness. Opening the door. My husband opened the door for me. Um, I had a friend who would walk on the street side of the sidewalk every time we were together. Uh, Do you find it that? Because like I've heard that one before. Is it really hard to find that? Yes. Is it really? Yes. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. So Nobody hard. does it. Really? Hmm. A gentleman that opens the door and walks on the side of the street. So if a Camry's out of control <laughs> barreling down the street, you take the hit. Right? Exactly. Or right. a puddle. Right. And flashes. she walks away to go meet another guy on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, what are you looking for in a man that's hard to find? Adriana. A man with a good credit score. Good credit score. There we go. Oh, that <laughs> makes sense. Pays credit his bills. karma check. He's good to go, huh? Is that hard to find? Buy you a house. That can buy um, you a house. Well, okay. I'm, I'm not sure. My guy's got a really good credit score. <laughs> do you keep Do you keep track of it regularly? No, but he likes to tell me. I think that's cool. Yeah, it's hard to bring up in conversation. Yeah. Hey, what's your credit score, babe? <laughs> or yeah, or if you have a good one, if you try to work it in as a guy. Yeah. What do we uh, have for Adriana? You have won a hundred dollar gift certificate to Emma. It's a Let Us Entertain You restaurant. Emma is a Mediterranean restaurant that what? showcases a California style of cooking. I'm just imagining you try to work at it like it's. You know what? Do we need to go take out a loan today for any reason? <laughs> Could you come with me just to see how that goes? You know, I'm looking here on the menu and I see the fillet is of thirty nine ninety nine. Really, the only person that can afford that is a guy with a good credit score. Did I mention <laughs> to you? So Emma has Mediterranean small plates, sure to satisfy, just like a good credit score. Right. Yeah. Well, would you look at this bill? Not every man would be able to pay this unless your credit score is above 750. <laughs> you are so hot right now. Bad haircuts. Oh gosh. Bad worst. haircuts. How many? Uh, take two. How many do you think you've had, Violetta? Um, I've had three. Three. One very bad. Two just I shouldn't have had bangs. Gotcha. Uh, hey, Whip, I know you don't uh, fall under the woman category, and I apologize. No, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, how many bad haircuts have you had in your life? Uh, it's hard for a man to yeah, get a bad I, haircut, yeah. though. Well, They're all kind of uh, the same. Here's the thing. It's always the same cut. Sometimes it is good, and sometimes oh. it's bad. So I've probably had like 20 of it. Well, that's a bad haircut this the, time. Then you just get the same thing the next time, but it's better. The difference is you walk in here with a bad haircut, and Violetta walks in here with a bad haircut on the same day. I don't even notice yours. Well, I, exactly. Yeah, right. so I guess it would be more like, have I ever had a bad hairstyle? Well, just one, and that's permanent. Yeah. Well, got you remember it. my sideburns I accidentally got cut? Yeah, that was a good look. They were those mutton chop sideburns went all the way down. <laughs> yeah. That was great. That was horrible. Uh, the average woman will experience in her lifetime how many bad haircuts? Three one two two three three one zero one nine. Hi, Laura. Hi, Laura. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, you're, you're doing great. Uh, how many bad haircuts do you think, Laura? I'm thinking about thirteen. Thirteen. Wow. No. Thankfully, that's too high. Okay, that is a lot. Thankfully, but thank you for the guess. Ken, how many bad haircuts will a woman have in her lifetime? Around four. Four. That's the average, and that is right. Four. And you know you're women. Yeah, so the good news is, Violetta, you're almost there. There's only one more to go. <laughs> Great, and then I hopefully am done <laughs> with that. And you're home free. <laughs> the average woman will experience four tragic bad haircuts oh. in her life. The kind that bring tears to her eyes, and she can't wait for them to grow out. Uh, she will also have six different haircut styles. Oh, yeah. So your your sideburn style you went for, that's one of your six. It wasn't intentional. And you had sideburns. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. intentional. And a woman will experience four different dye job colors. Okay? That's it? Over the course of her lifetime. I do four, like... In a year. Yeah. <laughs> so you're driving the rate up versus mm-hmm. those that are bringing mm-hmm. it down. They also say the most iconic hairstyle of all time that they believe that's coming back, maybe even in 2021... Which one is it? Princess Diana. No, good guess. The Rachel Friends thing? Uh, also a good guess. No, older. Go to the 80s. Oh, uh, uh, Stevie Nicks? I don't know. Stevie Nicks. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't even know what her hair looks like. I, I, think I'm gonna, I think she had one of these. A perm. No. Ah! No, it's a poster that every man had oh, up. Oh, that... Um, Farrah Fawcett. There yes. it is. Farrah Fawcett. It spells the word sex <laughs> in the hair locks if you look at it carefully. Do you know that? 
I joke you not. No, I not. joke you not. What, I, are you, what are you, all of a sudden you're the Mandalorian? I S, <laughs> I S you not, my friend. I joke you not. Yeah. <clears throat> I joke you not. At least that's like the urban legend. I, I don't know if it's actually true, but yeah. In the poster. Just a second ago, you told me it was absolutely true. Well, now you're telling me it's an urban legend. You don't know if it is true. <laughs> well, no. At least that is what the claim is that is supposedly true. I feel Pull like that's that, a joke. Pull up that picture right yeah. now. The Farrah Fawcett. So they've constructed her hair, the locks to say sex? At one spot on her head of hair, it'll say sex if you look at the hair really carefully. Has anybody else heard this? I've never heard this. I swear I could. I joke you not. I could not have made that up if I tried. Somebody stared at this poster for a very long time to try and find that. I think a lot of people did. Yeah, I think a lot of people did. For real, I am. Man, she looks really good. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And nothing? You see sex in the hair there? Um, I can't stop. I'm looking at a lot of things. Yeah, Um, keep looking. Yeah. Yeah, So I see like an S by her shoulder. I could see that being an S, and I'm trying to find the EX. I don't know. Maybe we could post that picture. Okay. I want you to post that, and I want you to put under it, Whip claims. <laughs> Whip claims that in this photo, her hair spells out the word sex. Can you spot it? We kid you not. We, can, we kid you not. No, no, right. we joke you not. Or we S you not. You can yeah. say that too. Yeah. Can you put that in there? Maybe see if anybody can spot it. Yeah, okay. All right, where are you going to put that? Where are you gonna post I'm going to put it everywhere. At Eric Morning Mix on All our right. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll see if you can check it out. The story out of Great Britain. As the Pfizer vaccine is uh, now being used in Great Britain, the very first dose was giving, given to a non-participant of a trial yeah. at uh, 12.01 our time, 6.31 a.m. their time, mm. I believe. And uh, her name, uh, tell me for the 15th time. Margaret Keenan. Lovely woman. And then the story came out, okay, so she's a nursing home resident. She's 91. Do, the, do you think the queen and uh, Prince Philip will get it? The queen is 94. Four. And Prince Philip is 137. Yeah, but he looks 99. He looks great. Yeah, he does. Uh, and the royal family, no word as to whether or not they will do that yet. No word. Okay, so we thought all this going on, then Violetta had a question about her grandma, that we would get a hold of our good friend Dr. Kevin Most, the uh, chief medical officer with Northwestern Medicine at Central DuPage Hospital. Uh, hi, Dr. Most. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Morning. Uh, we're doing well. What is your day like today with all of this underway? <laughs> My day is COVID vaccine vaccine all day today. All day long, yes. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Well, well, we'll still do our normal COVID stuff, you know, just taking care of the patients that are here and, and are planning and looking at what we're looking at over the next seven days. But uh, right now we have a lot of logistics going on with the, the vaccine release. Are you seeing the surge that everyone talked about, the post-Thanksgiving surge? Yeah, unfortunately we are. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not at the peak where we were, but we're certainly seeing more patients coming in than we're discharging each day. So that just creeps up on our total number. And we'll be back well over 100 here shortly. Wow. You know, I, yep. we asked for some questions earlier for people to text in. We got some great ones. One of them was, and I think this is interesting, what will we be watching for from the other countries vaccinating before us? What are the things that we plan to learn? Because, you know, they've started in Great Britain. What specifically are we going to, going to be looking at with their process? Yeah, I think this is a great time to be second. You know, we always say we want to be first. This is a great time to be second for a couple reasons. You have to remember that the vaccine, when we did these clinical trials, we were talking about 30,000 people that were vaccinated, and we looked at their side effects, and we looked at how they handled it. And they did it actually on a very slow and meticulous basis. 
What we are going to look at right now is a mass vaccination. Look at what's happening in the U.K. right now. Large numbers. We're talking now millions. So we're looking at a couple things. One, how did you do the process? How did you get them through quickly and safely? And then two, now we're starting to see more people. Are there more side effects that they didn't identify during the clinical trial that we have to be concerned about? Yeah, everybody seems to be. That's the number one question that you keep hearing statistics Some people are going to get the vaccine. Others want to hold back. And then this one came in. Can you ask if the vaccine is something you're going to need every year, like a flu shot, or is this, you know, a one and done with the initial shot and the booster? Yeah, it's interesting. The the early data right now, because you have to remember, we've only been vaccinating people for a couple of months now. But as they're doing the blood testing on them and looking at the response, it looks like this may be more of a long-term more like a one-year, five-year, not a one-year, more like a five-year, 10-year. So maybe more like a tetanus shot than it would be an influenza shot. Now, that's under the premise that this thing doesn't mutate at all. And if it doesn't, then really long-term immunity may be easy with just a couple of vaccinations. Doctor, with it being so brand new and the fact that they did it so quickly, uh, do you know of people in the medical community who are looking like, I'm not sure if I want to take this right away, or do you think doctors, nurses, et cetera, are like all 100% on board with it as soon as they can? Yeah, Whip, I'll tell you, uh, the next 15 minutes are going to be the ones that's going to answer that question. And you say, 15 minutes, what are you talking about? It's a quarter to nine right now. At nine o'clock, we get the release of the full information on this. So all we have really heard is about the effectiveness of it and the minimal side effects. But the full release of all the data from the study is exactly what we're going to start diving into because we have to be confident as physicians to say, yes, not only will we get it, but we also want all of you to get it as well. So interesting that, you know, the FDA is going to vote on this in two days and that uh, they're releasing the information now for all of us to look at. So I can tell you at 9 o'clock, there's going to be a whole bunch of doctors looking at that information. So it is a a wait-and-see thing, but the wait-and-see thing is a very short-term wait-and-see because you will know soon. It is. And, you know, when you look at, you know, what's happened in the last 30,000 people from this study, 30,000 from Moderna, 60,000 from uh, Johnson & Johnson, when you start looking at that, you're starting to look at some big numbers. So the long-term effects we're not sure about, but the short-term side effects we know are very similar to what influenza has shown us, at least with the initial data that we've gotten. You're going to get a little achy. You may have some muscle pains. You may feel a little punky for a day or two. And that information is really important for us so that we can stagger this as if someone gets it and needs a day off. You don't want to give it to everybody on day one mm-hmm. and then say, oh, boy, no one's coming to work tomorrow. Can you- so we... We need that information to figure out how we're going to stagger it as well. Can you call into work punky? Can you do that? Can you... <laughs> Some of us can do that any day. Can you call and go, I'm a little punky today. Yeah. I'm going to have to power well, down for a little bit. Yeah, we want people on their A game when they come to work. So yeah. if someone comes in and says, I feel a little punky, we'll, we'll accept that. All right. uh, Violetta, specifically this morning, uh, Dr. Most, had been uh, asking about uh, Grandma Baco. Yeah, my grandma, she's in Serbia. She's quarantining there by herself in our small village. And they're starting What's to talk- that village called again? Urovica. What? Urovica. Oh. We're calling it Libertyville. Yeah, close Libertyville, enough. Serbia. <laughs> All right. And, um, you know, what would you say to someone like me? I was a little bit nervous that, you know, the at-risk population is told to take this first, and I didn't want her to get these symptoms, or I was a little bit scared to tell her to get the vaccine. So what would you say to someone like me or who's worried about their elderly? 
Yeah, Violet, it's interesting that Europe is taking, or Britain, I should say, is taking a little bit different stand than we are. Britain is going right to those adults at high risk, you know, over the age of 65, nursing home. Whereas here, we're going to look at that first wave of being healthcare workers, nursing home workers, not patients. Mm. So we're looking at that to say, let's give it to these healthier people to make sure that it's tolerated well before we start to look at that. The biggest thing there, Violetta, is that this study with the 30,000 people in each of these, the vast majority of those were given to healthy people. So the impact on the older individuals is still a little bit unknown, but we know that they're the most vulnerable. That being said, the Pfizer vaccine having to be kept at, you know, the negative 90 degrees and ultra cold, we have to figure a way to get people in remote villages or in smaller towns, how we're going to get a vaccine to them safely. And that's going to come from the Moderna vaccine, which can be kept just in a regular freezer, as well as the AstraZeneca and Johnson & Johnson. So she's going to buy a little bit of time right now. All right, let's, uh, before we let you go, Dr. Most, because I know you're 13 minutes away from some exciting, uh, potentially exciting information. Let's go best case scenario. Let's go completely optimistic. Let's go completely positive. If this comes out clean, appears to work, there's enough doses. The rollout plan works. What date would you throw at us where we could say this is the day life returns to normal? You know what? I'd really like it to be the 4th of July, to be honest with you. I mean, I think that if we can get uh, the vast majority of healthcare workers and those at risk done here January, February, March, April, then May, June, we can do we can start opening it to the general public. We'll have a lot more vaccine at that time. And then it also gives you the 28 days between the two shots. So uh, I'm looking at it saying um, July and uh, early July, I would hope that we are back to, you know, fans in the stands. All right. So if that being said, early July, so July 4th, we could, if we get a call, we could tell Guns N' Roses to schedule like July 20th (laughs) at Wrigley Field. (laughs) Right. And, and don't don't uh, be surprised if we have an app that shows that you got the vaccine and that's what's going to allow you to get into places. All right. Totally. Yeah. All we'll right. take it however We're we can get there. The best. Ticket right. Master was working on that, remember? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Dr. Most, thanks so much for the information. I don't want to keep you. I want you to go get all of that so we can continue to move forward. All the best to you, and we will catch up again soon. You got it. We'll talk later. All right. Thank thanks. you. Dr. Kevin Most, your chief medical officer. Yeah. Northwestern Medicine, Central DuPage Hospital. Tidbit Tuesday, Drake. Okay. He had uh, knee surgery. Didn't know that. Seems kind of young to have knee surgery. Uh, I don't think he had it replaced. (laughs) Drake had knee replacement surgery at the age of 27. That would be something. He plays a lot of basketball. He's such a huge basketball fan. I wonder if he also plays all the time. The Canadian star posted an update on his physical therapy to Instagram, informing fans that he's taken some confidence steps at five weeks. While he never revealed the issue that led to the knee in a brace, some fans, like Whip, have speculated torn ACL. Yeah, I can imagine him being like the king of the uh, get-your-buddies-together pickup game. Yeah, Yeah. torn ACL might be the play there. Uh, Amy Schumer, you know her. Yeah, funny. The New York Post says uh, she has been preserving an X-rated carrot she found. Boy, the New York Post will write about anything. They really will. Yeah. The carrot looks like it has two <laughs> legs and a man's privates. A picture of the carrot is now trending online. Yeah, I saw it. Oh, you did? Does it look like that? Yeah. Does it? <laughs> it does. <laughs> no, she's trending. Uh, also, Courtney Cox revealed exactly how she safely put a raw turkey on her head. In oh, the Friends episode. Remember that one? That oh. makes me so claustrophobic to see that scene. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
It appears as if Courtney covers her entire face with both plastic wrap and some towels to protect her eyes, mouth, and nose from the germs and the raw meat. Helpers uh, then put the turkey on her head, and she uh, demonstrated how she ended up doing it on the show. Now, with all that Hollywood magic, they couldn't get her a fake raw turkey to just look good? Gotta look like the real thing. Okay. Dolly Parton fans are reacting to a Holly Dolly Christmas saying it's the only good thing we have left in 2020. Oh, okay. it's so fun. It's a Hallmark movie, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, because oh. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. It's on CBS, actually. Oh. It's going to air. Uh, or just, it did, right? This past Sunday night. Yep. I have no clue. I do know this much, that uh, President, former President Obama recently said, I believe that his one great regret was that he did not give Dolly Parton the uh, Presidential Medal of Freedom. Mm-hmm. and that. Uh, but he made a call to Joe Biden to take care of that. For what? Just because she's, she's Dolly, Dolly Parton. Parton doing good things? Yeah. Well, she has done some really good things. She Plus, she's just a, a, she gave a, million bucks, a cultural icon, yeah, I think. Yeah. I don't know how she looks so good. Yeah, the oh Holly Dolly Christmas, yeah, this past Sunday. That's got to mean that CBS will probably run that again. Or you could watch this, Death to 2020. <laughs> that teaser is uh, out now for the new Netflix original comedy event that will have a uh, Contributors the likes of Samuel L. Jackson, Hugh Grant, Lisa Kudrow, Tracy Ullman, Leslie Jones, and a host of others. According to Netflix, Death to 2020 is a documentary-style special that weaves together some of the world's most fictitious, renowned voices with real-life archival footage spanning the past 12 months Ooh, of pure hell. That's kind of interesting. You know what's also interesting? Huh. Uh, since you're a big drinker, Gordon <laughs> Ramsay is launching his own line of hard seltzers now. Is there anybody that doesn't have a hard seltzer? No. I love Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, do, do you love hard seltzer? Mm-hmm. Do you love Cardi B? Uh, a little bit. Cardi B uh, <laughs> tweeted about wanting to buy an eighty-eight thousand dollar purse, and now people are shaming her. To that, oh, I no. say, good, no. good. No, you stink. Good, you stink. This was a trending. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, do you have more information? I do actually. All right, I'll hold, I won't. I won't say anything more. You okay. Use your own information for that. Break dancing is getting Olympic status to debut at the Paris Games in 2024, Whip, so there's still time. You know where I'll be. Yep. That's right. Didn't <laughs> you do to do some of that for a while? Oh, Weren't you yeah. spinning around on I a piece of cardboard around with a giant somewhere? piece of cardboard everywhere I went. <laughs> I thought that was the case. You with see the, the boombox. That's right. See that uh, Joe Exotic also has now asked Kim Kardashian for help getting a presidential pardon, sent her a handwritten letter, most of it in crayon. <laughs> No, I did not see that. Yeah. Did he spray it with his special cologne? Oh, yeah, I oh God. I don't yeah. know. God. God help us. What is going on this year? I hope Kim I doesn't help him. Wow. Uh, the Kardashians have had to cancel their annual Christmas Eve party for the first time since 1978. Wow. Yeah, it's a big deal. I know. I and know, they were planning show. it, but then a lot of backlash online I led know. them to cancel this it. This would have been the year for me to go. Oh, now they shoot. have to do it in a, in a basement. That's because uh, everybody's staying home, e-learning right now, and teachers are saying failing grades are off the rails this really? year. Really? Yep. No, I heard something about that. I thought they weren't handing out grades, really. Uh, no, that was last year. I think this year they are. But oh. I think, uh, you know, stay tuned on that, too, Eric. Okay. Because uh, your, your wife's a teacher. Is she e-learning? Is she uh, teaching from home? Uh, yeah, it's gone back and forth several right. times because yeah. of the stops and starts. But, no, she's at school. But at the moment, the kids are not at school. But next week, they'll be back at school. With students still learning from home in many uh, areas, districts around the country are reporting a massive increase in F grades. Right. Oh. With disadvantaged students falling furthest behind, teachers say many students are skipping assignments and struggling with limited internet access. The whole thing is an absolute disaster. Yeah, it sounds like it. I saw a meme that was like, oh, you think this is bad? In 20 years, the country's going to be run by kids taught at home by day drinkers. (laughs) Their parents. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's one way to look at it. Why don't you get her another hard seltzer? (laughs) That'd be great.
our second update. Keep in line with what the world is talking about, what's trending on Twitter, your top three things. We do it each morning around 7 a.m. And then again, an update at this time at the social media desk, keeping track of it all morning long. All your social media stuff. Violetta, you ready to go? Yes. All right. Number three. So you already told us that Cardi B got some backlash after tweeting, should I spend $88,000 on this damn purse? OMG, so tempting. People are saying she's being insensitive and that she should really read the room during these difficult times. To which Cardi B responded, hey, I donated millions of dollars to Corona Relief. Um, And then she ended it really classy by saying, go cry about it. She's nothing but class. I mean, that's one thing you got to give her. (laughs) Start to finish, it's class. See the problem with saying to Cardi B, you're you're not doing a good job reading the room. Really, the only room she's ever read is a strip joint. (laughs) 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 Oh yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Goodbye. <laughs> you, you, expect, you expect her to make a good decision? Come on. Trending on Twitter number two. New trend for the holidays. Instead of making gingerbread houses, people are making charcuterie chalets. Oh. And they actually look really delicious and super creative. They're uh, breadstick walls, semi, uh, salami roofs, and then cheese trim. Just it's, made my stomach growl. Yeah, yeah it's, it's delicious. Salami roof. That's mm. sounds great. <laughs> loves himself a salami roof. salami. <laughs> yep. And trending on Twitter, number one. AirPod Max are finally out. Uh, these are going to be hands down the hottest gift for the holidays. It's the magic of AirPods. No cords, noise-canceling technology, and the stunning over-ear design. They're going to be really, really popular. It's a sleek look. They're really pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're good for kids, e-learning, gamers, and uh, music buffs. So I, I really need to get on the AirPod kick, yeah. don't I? But so, the, yeah, well, the thing is, the AirPods are so small, so it's funny that these are called AirPods. Right. I mean, the Max part comes in because they're huge. They're like our DJ oh, they're like, headphones. They're like headphones. Yeah, yeah. they're just giant Bluetooth headphones, right? Which right. already exist, but they're not called AirPods. So right. these are the AirPod version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. I don't want those. No. I want the other ones. The okay. little bitty ones. All right. Thank you, Violetta. There thank it you. is. ComEd will never come to your home or business to ask for your account information or demand immediate payment, but scammers will. If you think you've been the victim of an energy scam, please visit ComEd.com slash ScamAlert. Thanks for listening to the Eric in the Morning podcast. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss a moment of Eric in the Morning on 101.9 The Mix Chicago.